Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. We serve a God who is mighty in battle. This morning, my family, good morning and welcome to you. Let me just try and explain something to somebody this morning, my family. You know the reason why uh, times and places and people of prayer are particularly attacked at a time when the enemy thinks he's got the upper hand is because the point is to silence you and I. The point is to make us feel like there's something wrong with us. The point is to keep us at a place that is subdued so that we do not do exactly what we are supposed to do, which is wage war against the enemy. You see, in in, in an army, there are those who are sent to the front line. There are those who are supposed to wait in the wings. There are those who are waiting at the camp. There are nurses. There are, do- there are all sorts. I don't know what they, they are called. And there are different types of battalions. And so we've got to understand these things, my family, and not give in. You know, as we are worshipping this morning, I am realizing and sensing that the enemy has sent a spirit of stupor. You know that spirit that says, Ah, the Lord is in control. No. Sometimes we need to be careful when we say the Lord is in control. It must not be as an excuse for us not to do what we are supposed to do. And you know yourselves that God has raised you as a mighty warrior. And that when things go wrong, you know that you are supposed to charge warfare against the kingdom of darkness. There are those people that are supposed to worship God and keep the gates of the presence of God flowing. And so my family, it is so important for us to understand who we are and to understand the work of the enemy and how he's going to want to throw uh, 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 arrows and, 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 and suggestions and insist Continuations so that we are kept at a place of silence. But indeed, we are not going to be silent because the enemy tried, is trying so hard to destroy the Sadek for whatever reason. What we have seen in, in, in Swaziland, we, we, we knew that that is the work of the enemy. And we continue to pray. We continue to wage war as watchmen that the enemy and the hand of Satan is going to be silenced over Swaziland. The same way he was silenced over Lesotho. The same way he will be silenced in South Africa. The same way we continue to believe for our people. The same way we continue to believe for the rest of the continent of Africa and for the rest of the nations of the world. We continue to believe that the hand of the enemy is not going to win against the people of God. I will take your calls on 012. If the Lord is leading you to really, you know, if there's an urgent message in your heart uh, right now, because I would like us to get into the word. Uh, my family, I've opened up the the lines and nobody called so i just want to get into the word right now so that we can just listen and hear the lord together but i just really want to wake up i want us to wake up as intercessors my this is not the time to entertain weird vain things about i don't feel good this is not that time this is not that time if anything our antennas must be up and awake and in fact in the name of jesus i i speak and i awake up 
those sleeping giants this morning, those intercessors that are supposed to be standing and keeping watch, those intercessors that are supposed to be legislating at the gate, we command you to arise right now and hear the word of the Lord, all you dry bones, and speak as the Lord has given you utterance. In the name of Jesus, we are commanding the Spirit of the Lord to enter you right now, that you may rise up and be a mighty army on behalf of the Lord. We are commanding right now that the Lord will give you grace and utterance. He will give you clarity of mind. He will give you a sound mind. He will give you love and he will give you power. In the name of Jesus, you will not be confused because confusion does not come from God, but you will walk in boldness and you will boldly declare the thing that God has spoken in you. In Jesus' name, we are speaking and we are commanding the airwaves to open up right now. And we are rebuking and we are decreasing and commanding and, 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 and pulling out and extracting each and every monitoring spirit that has been sent to monitor the work of God. We are canceling and casting out the work of the enemy and we are canceling out each and every whisper of the enemy right now. We are cleansing the airwaves with the word of God and we are cleansing the airwaves right now that anything that is broadcast will come from the throne room of heaven. Anything that we hear and we see in our media will come from the throne room of heaven. We sanctify the airwaves this morning and we thank you, Lord God, that you chase away the traffic that comes from the kingdom of darkness. Every demonic traffic in the airwaves, we cast you out and we challenge you right now and we cast you out in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, this morning that in Jesus' name, the posture that we are taking as your people is that you are in control. But we also believe, oh God, that we have been called for such a time as this. And so we want to thank you, Lord God Almighty, that you continue to empower us and you give us the grace that is due for this time and for this season. My family, we will take your voice notes aha, uh, coming through on 0826572729. Yazindoni, it's so weird because I was actually thinking of Mamgama. Uh, this week, it's just that I don't have um e numbers, gama, but uh, we've got a voice note coming through uh from Umam Gama, who is in Swaziland. Let's hear what the Lord has to say to us this morning. Morning, my radio purport family. Morning, sis Ayanda. Morning, Umam Gama from Eswatini. Amen. Um, in spite of what's happening um, around our country, I know I've been quiet for some time. We had challenges with network, but then God had opened another way that I may be able to connect. Um, I've been meditating about Melchizedek, the order of Melchizedek, and it came to me that we are the priest indeed. We are the priest. Um, which God had made us favor mm. in the Holy of Holies through the order of Melchizedek because in the Holy of Holies through the order of Melchizedek. Now, this morning, 
I'm looking at this verse as we were praying. That has also reminded me that indeed we are the priest. Um, it's found in First Peter chapter two, verse nine. Ponene in the holy of holies through the order of Melchizedek because nanawe besinge kesingene kotungulunkulu in the Holy of Holies through the order of Melchizedek. Now, this morning, I'm looking at this verse as we were praying. That has also reminded me that indeed we are the priest. Um, it's found in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you yeah. out of darkness into his wonderful light. Mm. Yeah. 10 says, once you were not a people, Amen. but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, mm. but now you have received mercy to encourage everyone today, our family, is that Thank you, Lord. we are the priesthood, the royal priesthood and the holy nation. Mm. Let us look upon Christ as our rock and our salvation and praising him for what he's doing because to me this is the answered prayers we've been praying all along that his kingdom should come Amen. so i believe that god is at work so i am full of praises this morning that god is on our side have a blessed day Sure, we bless the Lord this morning. We'll continue to take your voice notes throughout our time, my family. Uh, but you know what? We've literally got 20 minutes before I'd like to cross over to uh, uh, Udada. Uh, the, the the conversation that we are listening to from uh, Professor Vianney Dindili this morning, uh, uh, John chapter 6. So there's three matters that I'd like us to deal with, uh, my family, this morning. And by the way, um, if you're just joining us right now, we're Radio Pulpit, uh, the name of the program is let's praise them and it's four minutes after six uh, on the other side of seven o'clock church happens here on radio pulpit land and and we invite you to continue staying tuned stay to stay tuned in to radio pulpit for great programming throughout our sunday uh line up uh, but here in the morning what we do is we pray and we listen to the lord and we praise the lord that is what we do and so uh we come to the lord and we listen to him through his word um, we have no other channel through which we can hear God except through his word. Uh, this morning, my family, John chapter 6, um, there's something very powerful that we need to learn, you know, as we, uh, as we set our hearts on a pilgrimage, truly, truly on a pilgrimage. So from observation, um, maybe let me just explain my personal burden, uh, and I'm hoping that somebody can relate. So what really happens, um, you know, is that um, in our journeying with the Lord, we start focusing on, what's the right word? Results. We start being result-driven 
and not relationship driven, right? And the danger of being result driven is that we miss out on the real point. God's jealousy of his people is not about possessions. It's about us being in fellowship with him. Remember when he created us, he created us in his image that we may be an extension of who he is. And so all the things, you know, my family and I, and you know, I, because maybe I'm still there, I don't know, it doesn't matter, but I understand the thing that drives a well-meaning Christian into being an operative, into being an operational specialist. I understand it's this thing of, of knowing that we are supposed to establish the kingdom, that we are supposed to be the head and not the tail, that we are supposed to be above and not beneath, and yet it, our reality speaks to us as a subliminal church, as a church that waits to receive instruction, whether it's crooked or straight from government or, for, or from whoever decides to be given the microphone at the time so there's a frustration that happens when you realize no man we don't have the kind of of authority but instead of pursuing relationship we then pursue the result we then pursue the fruit and then we pursue the things and the danger of that is that that on its own it's an open door for the enemy because when the enemy comes in to try to kill to steal and to destroy and it finds you and i operational and it finds you and i psychologically conditioned to be operational and to produce results then we have nothing to fight him with because we can't fight the enemy with cars and with with businesses and with money we can't we that that is his specialty we can fight him with that but with the authority of jesus christ hey with the authority we can declare to him and he will flee we can be able to speak and call for things that are not as though they were with the authority of the word of god of the gospel of the fire of the gospel living in us we are able to command things a shift in the atmosphere and things change we are commanded to we are able to command cease fire in swaziland we are able to speak and things will happen and so we are seeing um uh, my family a dynamic in our time where the church is really caught up because we are trying to figure out oh now if we decide we're going to leave everything you know no zoom church no nothing no uh, sending of banking details and i'm not saying all of that is wrong but i'm just saying if we don't focus on that we are worried how are we going to make a living how are we going to sustain the church because at the same time we don't want a nation that does not have church because that on its own is a battle of its own that the, the enemy is wanting to silence and obliterate the church completely and so as the church we are worried we don't know what should we do focus on christ focus on results but here's the secret and it is found in john chapter 6 i'd like to read uh, the first story so that we can be convicted together my family about being true stewards of the gospel here's what happens after these things jesus went over the sea of galilee which is the sea of tiberias then a great multitude followed him because they saw come on they saw his signs which he performed now jesus at that time did not have anything i mean at that time all he wa- all he had was a name 
And at that time, this name was not even exalted above all other names. And the only thing he had was a word that came from God to say, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now that speaks to relationship. And so everything that he is performing, he is performing from a place of relationship. Multitudes are following him from a place of relationship. Miracles and signs and wonders are happening from a place of relationship and not from a place of having been exalted. Multitudes are following him. They saw his signs, which he performs on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up to the mountain where he sat in with his disciples. Now Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes uh, and seeing a great multitude coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread? Hmm. Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Now Jesus Christ himself is the bread of life and he knows this, right? He knows that he can command, he can literally speak to, uh, you know, like the, 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 the temptation that he had to overcome. He knows that he can do what the enemy was suggesting to speak to stones and they will become bread. But he also knows that his life ought to be a lesson. His life ought to be an epistle to the ones that he is trying to transfer his very life to, to the ones that he is trying to impart his life to, to the ones that he's trying to disciple, to the ones that he's going to leave the mandate to replicate his life throughout the earth and throughout the generations. And so he says to Philip, yeah, Philip, and so sometimes my family here's the thing you know when god wants us to see our gifts and our talents sometimes he will not tell you oh you were called to be a preacher oh i have called you as an apostle no he will ask you questions so that you can go back to him and say but lord i don't know where am i going to find brent and then he will say aha now the church is asking the right questions let me answer and then you begin to see a company of prophets that is going to speak from the mouth of god you begin to see a company of apostles that does not care what law is being released against the will of God that will be able to stand and legislate and speak and things begin to happen. This is the kind of relationship that God wants us to be established in so that when we produce results, these results begin to happen automatically. We are called to a place where we ought to seek first the kingdom of God so that all these things that we desire may be added unto us and then philip okay so the bible says in verse 6 but this he said to test philip for he himself knew what he would do philip answered him 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little one of the disciples andrew simon peter's brother said to him there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish 
But what are they among so many? You see, this is exactly the secret, my family. What do we have amongst us? What do we have amongst us that the Lord wants to multiply so much that it will be able to provide a solution for the nation? It will be able to provide a solution for the nations. It will be able to provide a solution for Africa. It will be able to provide a solution for the world. What do we have amongst us that we are belittling? What do we have amongst us that we think is not going to be enough? But here's the thing. Even if we knew what we have amongst us, whatever we have amongst us cannot be multiplied unless Christ himself takes what we have. Or rather, unless we take what we have, we give it to Christ. We allow Christ to bless it so that he can give it back to us. And when we begin to, 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 to distribute us, to distribute it, we can begin we can then begin to see the multiplication of God. So this is the, this, my family, is for me the the, the 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 word and I think the direction that God is calling us towards. That we ought to be such great stewards of the gospel that w- we protect the gospel with everything we have, because from the pure, unfeigned gospel preached, that is where our true deliverance lies. That is where the solutions we. Need need politically lie financially economically socially that is where all our solutions lie but if we are going to have now we're coming into jacob what we see jacob struggling from you know uh jacob struggled uh, uh bitterly from this whole thing of uh of of of, of wanting to to be subjected to his brother, so to speak, he, he was he was struggling from guilt and condemnation because now we know that he got a blessing, you know, from stealing from Esau and la la la. And so, if as a as a people, as a church, in this time, we are going to struggle with Esau we are going to have a problem. Because if you follow and you trace how the nation of Israel was established, a couple of very significant things had to happen. Jacob needed to leave Laban's house, the place of hard labor, the place of comfort, that place where the Lord was forming him. He had to leave that place. And he had to go and wrestle with God. And when he wrestled with God, he left that place with a limp. But he left that place with a promise that from this day you shall no longer be called Jacob but your name shall be Israel and after he had wrestled with God he needed to go and meet with his brother and settle the score there's a settling of the score that we can no longer avoid there's a settling of the score that needs to happen and when that score was settled what and then they went their separate ways. There was an amicable agreement. They went their separate ways. On the other side, God sent Jacob back to, Beth- back to Bethel. And when he got to Bethel, he said, Now, today, I establish this covenant with you, O father of the nation. You shall indeed be Israel. And so, my family, there is an establishment that needs to happen in the realm of the... There is an establishment that we need to attain and to fight for. And until that establishment happens in a... It, 
in such a way that we are in one accord as the church. There's no confusion where you have the Indian church thinking that God is doing this and then the black church thinks that God is doing that and then the white church thinks that God is doing... We, there, there is a coming together that needs to happen. And until we get to a place where we are willing to separate from the Esau's, we are willing to separate from this spirit of condemnation and guilt, from this spirit that continues to taunt, to taunt us and to torment us, there is a separation that needs to happen. Because until that separation happens, we are not going to be satisfied in our relationship. You know a relationship where you have many options in your life. You have God here and then you have money there. And then uh, you, you have, uh, you know, this, this, this ungodly uh, promise of wealth. Or you have whatever it is that is luring you that is not of God. And so a relationship like that cannot stand because your focus is not linear. And this morning in my in my heart, the Lord is calling his people back to himself. He's saying, kani, kani so that I can, I can show you that I can, I am able to multiply bread amongst a multitude. I'm able to multiply two fish amongst a multitude of people. And you need to remember when Christ com- did this uh, miracle, he's doing it with people who are you. Come on, these people are fishermen. You know, these people know how to bake bread. These people know how to fish. They could have just quickly gone into the sea. But no, that was not the modus operandi. The modus operandi was to depend on God, was to depend on this God who says come to me to this God who says to you and I today I have been knocking at the door of your heart I have been knocking at the door of your heart open up your heart that I may come in you know sometimes we think that when we acknowledge God from the place of our uh, head knowledge, that we think we've opened up the door. But the opening up of our hearts, it requires that nothing else in that heart dwells. There's nothing else. Christ comes in to dwell in a heart that says, and so that's the kind of um, stewardship that we are called to this morning to steward the gospel, to steward relationship with God, to steward the things. Oh, that matter the most to God, to steward and to love our God. You know, my family, in my notes here, I've got a question. And this question, it was asked to me, do we really believe? Because if we really, really believed, should miracles not be happening in our midst? Should we not be commanding and things bow? Should, do we really, really believe? Do we believe? And the issue of belief is not a, 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 it's not something we can attain. And I think Prof has tried to really explain this to me uh, personally. It's not something we can attain. Belief is a decision. Listen to what the Lord says, uh, continuing in, in chapter 6 of uh, John. Now, this is when after he had spoken to this multitude and he's telling them, 
actually, you know what? You've just eaten bread. But actually, I am the bread of... I've just given you physical bread, but I am the bread of life. I am this bread that you ought to seek after. I am that bread of life. This is now the Lord speaking to his pe- to, to the people that were that were listed to these multitudes that he has just fed. And so they then they said to him, What shall we do that may we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in whom he sent this is the work of god that you believe in him whom he sent this is the work of god that you believe in him whom he sent that is all that is required from the church that is all that is required from the people of god that is all that is required that we believe in him whom God has sent, and that is Christ Jesus. And so it is my prayer this morning, my family, that, you know, the word of God may really permeate into our lives and do such a deep work that if there's any unbelief, let the word of God kick out unbelief. If there is any doubt, let the word kick out doubt. If there is any hatred, let the word kick out hatred. If there is laziness, let the word kick out laziness so that we can be true stewards of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can be true stewards who are able to stay, to stand and to declare We believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We believe in the gospel and in the power of the gospel. It may be foolishness to him who does not believe, but to us who believe, it is power. It is the power that we need. And so this morning, it is my prayer, my family, that we will catch onto the fire of stewardship and that we would learn to steward first and foremost the thing that matters the most, the gospel, which is the word and relationship which leads us into relationship with the Lord. And so those two matters, may the Lord give us the grace to steward those two so that when we begin to now work the work of God, we are working from, in fact, it is not no longer us who live, but Christ in us, the hope of glory, so that we can begin to produce fruit without the kind of effort that d- demands a recognition or a reward. Because you see, the problem, problem with working too hard for God is that we in turn expect God to reward us when in actual fact God is not sending us to work. He's sending us to believe. He is sending us to produce the fruits of the Spirit. He is sending us to be such great stewards that this gospel will begin to seep through the areas of our lives that whatever we do will be a fruit and a manifestation. You know, our very lives will be a fruit and a manifestation station of the kingdom of God and so this morning I pray with all my heart with all my heart you know my family that we would truly truly hear when the Lord is calling us to a place of belief and after we've come back from this worship break I want to give somebody an opportunity before we come back to this message that we have for the church I want to give somebody an opportunity this morning my family you know to receive Christ maybe you've been going to church maybe maybe whatever maybe you've been hearing about this Christ but you've never really opened up your heart to say you know what lord i i don't want to know about you 
I don't want to interact with you through other people. I don't want to live vicariously through uh, my church, through the name of my church, through the name of my pastor, through the name of my reverend. Today, I want a relationship with you. We are going to come back in this month so that when we steward this gospel, when we steward relationship, when we show up and we are present in the place that God is calling us, we are coming from a place of relationship. We are coming from a place of covenant. 25 minutes after 6 is your time. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za Reach your customers in the car, at the office, at home or wherever they are, night or day. Through advertising with Radio Pulpit, you can reach a large, unique and loyal audience in a most affordable way. With over 500,000 people on our various platforms, from Gauteng to the Cape, you simply cannot go wrong. So advertise today. Contact us on 012-334-1339. Or for advertising packages that we offer, go to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Terms and conditions apply. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.